listening to Glad You're Here and Happy Productions Live. I'm Grant Glad. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. If you saw my social media post earlier, you know that I've got Caleb Bell Jones in the studio with me for the next hour. Caleb, how you doing? Doing excellent, man. Yeah, how dude, you doing? I'm I'm good. You know, I it's it's a nice sunny day out there. It's such a Minnesotan thing to answer that question, and be like weather. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's beautiful. You can't beat I, this. I kind of feel like though it'd be like asking a bear that's been in a cave for the, like six months or whatever, and they went outside and they're like splashing in the river eating fresh fish. Yeah. How's the day? And they would just be like sunshine, <laughs> like right, like like it's, it makes a difference. It, you know, it really does. It's. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. We kind of have been like bears hibernating for, for six months. Well, Caleb, I, uh, you know, we got we got to play at Mortimer's a few weeks back. You brought the crowd. I scared them away. We had a good old time with the pick and grin at Mortimer's, and uh, I'm just excited to have you here and chat about all your musical endeavors. We we're kind of chatting off air, but you're doing a lot of exciting stuff, man. I am. Yeah, I've been been kind of slowly coming into my own musically for the last. I don't know handful of years and we, I was like we were talking about you know it's interesting playing in bands you know and I started out playing in a western gospel band out in Idaho when I was a kid and played bass for years and years with different bands and went through like a punk rock phase and a metal phase and then uh, kind of settled down playing drums for my buddy McKinley uh, Wilson who's out in Idaho for s- several years doing shows on and off and then Ended up moving to the min, uh, Minneapolis area for work, but yeah, it's the, the singer songwriter scene's great here, and a lot of people be like, "Dude, you should play some of these songs out," you know. And so, like, kind of just being like forced to get out from behind the kit or from yeah. bass and grab a guitar and share some of the songs, and it's been it's been quite a ride, dude. I'm glad I'm glad people are forcing you out and getting. I'm, we need more bass players to come out of their shell. I think there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of untapped potential yeah. there, hiding behind the bass. Yeah. Of all these, all these guys just holding down the fort that don't want any attention, and you guys need to come out a little more. Yeah, just watching from the background for years, right, just yeah. slowly maturing in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of caves, uh, yeah, but okay, so there is there is a lot to cover. First off, you do you consider yourself because you you mentioned you grew up in Idaho and you yeah. sp- you split time there and here in Minnesota. Do you consider yourself a Minnesota artist or like an Idaho artist? I don't know. I'd, I'd say half and half, you know. That's it's fair. it's kind of interesting because most of the, you know, it's most of my life I've been playing out there and a lot of my musical community and influences uh, have been out there, but all of my, my my material that I've played that I've written recently has all been here in the cities. And so I, I would say, you know, as my role in Minnesota is primarily has been now as a singer-songwriter and, uh, you know, sharing the stage with other great great acts and telling my story. We're out in Idaho. It's been supporting other people. So it's I'd, I'd say it's okay. different context. You know, when I'm back sure. there, people aren't expecting me to go up to a mic. You know, they're <laughs> expecting me to do something else, you know, hold down the rhythm section. This is our so, bass. This is the bass player drummer. Yeah, here. that's right. Yeah. Okay. So when they hear some new tunes, it's a, it's a surprise to them that, uh, you know, I'm playing and singing and writing songs. And out here, they're like, oh, you... I didn't know that you were. You're, you're not a guitar player. You're, you're just a bass player who's trying to sing. What's going on here? Yeah, so yeah, yeah keeping people on their toes. So you get to, yeah, you get to live this double life type of. It thing. is that's, yeah. That's what you got going on. Yeah. Okay. So how did you how did you end up here? How did you end up in the Twin Cities from Idaho? Yeah. So I came out here for work in 2016. So uh, there was there was I was uh, in transportation. So I was hauling uh, freight, and there was a job opening at the Minneapolis airport. So came out here and. Uh, Moved up in 2016 and been here ever since. Got it. Okay, so that that explains how you. All right, here's here's a controversial loaded question oh, for you. Me. This is this is the real loaded question. <laughs> What's which which state is prettier, Minnesota or Idaho? Oh man. And we can we can edit that's, this so that like people in Idaho will hear one they, answer. They, in you know, it's I would I would say the trees here are just the best trees and the mountains there are the best mountains. <laughs> That's a good way to so put it. So I, I kind of wow. feel, you know, that it's you should uh, different office. different strokes for different folks. But yeah. yeah, if you're if you're into like gigantic snow covered pine tree mountain scenes, Idaho's where it's at. Uh, but if you're more into like the gentle rolling slopes and rivers and lakes and paddle boarding, I would say that uh, you know, Minnesota for sure, man. Well played. Well, that was yes. a good. That, <laughs> are right. you a politician in one of those double I, lives? I just see, I just see beauty in everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I get it. 
Oh, I, that's that's I I put you on the spot on that one. You uh, that, good good work. So we were talking a little bit like you've you've played in a bunch of different bands, like you mentioned, and you yeah. got you got the family band Brother May, yep. right? So I'm kind of I'm curious about Brother May. What uh, how how did that come about? I know you play with your cousin and someone else in the family. Yeah, so it's my two cousins, so okay. uh, Buster and Cheyenne Brown. So they're they're kind of the they kind of do a front man duo, uh, and Buster sings tenor and Cheyenne sings alto harmony, and then um, generally speaking, I'll I'll come in as a third part harmony and sing the lower baritone parts. Yeah, so I, you know, we grew up with our grandma being a huge musical influence. Uh, she. Back, you know, back in like the 60s and 70s, played all the time and had recorded a couple albums and we those were always floating around our house. And so we, we weren't, we, we were kind of aware of this idea that you can write songs, right? And, yep. uh, but she didn't really pass that musical tradition on to, you know, our parents. And so and she played bass and piano and sang. And so my, my dad and uncle and aunts grew up singing so they could all sing harmony and, um, so we were kind of around that, you know, a little bit, but uh, it was actually through, uh, I had an opportunity when I was like 11 um, to play bass in a Western gospel band. Cool. And so uh, I started doing that and kind of got into playing music. And then I got my cousin into playing guitar and then we started getting into songwriting and my other cousin, Shine and I ended, I played guitar, she'd sing weddings and we did a lot of funerals, uh, <laughs> out in Idaho. So we were just, we were playing kind of around, but then, um, in, we started playing a couple gigs together and then eventually it was just kind of like, Hey, the family band's playing, you should come check it out. And, um, we were working on this EP together and kind of dedicated it to my grandma, grandma after she passed, and her middle name's May, and so because uh, we're a family band, you know, we kind of thought we'd dedicate the family band name to her and oh, the first EP. So cool. we called it Brother May, and so now we when we play out together, instead of being, uh, you know, the the Brown family band or or whatever, we play out as Brother May. So oh, yeah, I so that's kind of how that all happened. Cool. Okay, that's a that's a pretty cool story. It's. It's kind of interesting how, like, I mean, you mentioned that your grandma played and, like, made records, which is kind of cool for that generation in it and is, itself. But yeah. It's, like, pre-making records, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, she, it was interesting. You know, she she wrote with a, a partner, and they wrote tunes, and uh, they played the, you know, the the bar scene really hard and the festival circuits. And she, she identified and was very committed to being a Western artist. And, um, so she, in her mind, you know, she's like, there's country and there's Western and we do Western. We don't do, we don't mess with that country music stuff, but she, and you know, she talked about competing in songwriting competitions and won money and different things, went to Nashville and recorded, uh, her last album in the eighties, I think, you know, and you can, she's her stuff's online. Uh, yeah. Harmony Jones, you can find her, her stuff and it's all uh, stuff that she wrote. And, uh, she was, she played it when she was a kid, she played at the Grand Ole Opry to open up for an act and then like opened up for the, the beach boys, like way after they were cool, like in their like casino, like, like they went, she went to Lake Havasu city and has this picture with, you know, the beach boys and, uh, Growing up, it was all disconnected because she, at that point, you know, she wasn't really doing any of that anymore. It was just something that happened 30 years ago. Yeah. Just sort of thing, right? So it was like, oh, I knew that grandma played growing up. and But she she was a huge influence and encouraged us just to, you know, with, with anything creative, you know. It was, she'd we'd do, like, these home movies, you know, and she had all these basement full of clothes like any good grandma. And we'd play characters and she'd encourage us to, you know, whatever sort of creative ember was there she always tried to fan it into a flame yeah um you know what we didn't get to witness that you know but we got to see pictures and listen to her music and so i think that subconsciously this seed was planted like yeah if you have a song and you know she'd always like she'd say you know if you have a song in your heart you can just sing it out you know you know there's there's nothing that keeps you from just singing your own song so um yeah i think i think for all of us hearing hearing harmony hearing songs knowing that that was something that you could do was pretty influential i i i think that's huge and it's super cool that she was that successful we're gonna we're gonna play some harmony jones later on the show we're gonna, we're gonna dig up some some of those old records and play that but i want it's one of those things where like you know kids that grow up 
like hunting, for example, your, sure. your, your folks take you hunting. You, it becomes like a part of your life. It's just normal to you. Yeah. To, like, oh yeah, we go out for deer opener. We go out for duck opener, whatever it is. But like, I think there's a similar thing of being around creative people, you know? So like if people in your family are creative, yeah. that just gets passed down by like osmosis because you're totally. like, it's just what you do. Like yeah. grandma just plays songs, right? So did you get to like pick on the porch with her or anything like that? You know, um, I have this great memory. It was after I had started playing, uh, this was probably like five years before she passed, but we, uh, talked to one of her old guitar players for her 80th birthday party and we found her old set list. Oh yeah. And so it was one of the last sets that she had played. And so it was a handful of her originals and a handful of covers. And so me and the, uh, my cousins, we, we put together that set list and we didn't tell her that we were going to play. And, uh, so we kind of snuck into the backyard and set up a drum set and a little sound system and covered it up in the neighbor's yard and then invited her over and, played through her set list with her you know and uh, i played a couple of her songs you know and she was laughing and so she was able to come up and sing along and knew the parts and she you know teased us for playing some of the chords wrong no 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 that's (laughs) not the part you know we played it like this yeah um that that sort of thing it was it was a great moment you know to have everybody together and be able to celebrate that and um afterwards i went over there and hung out and you know we'd sit there on the her back porch and smoke cigarettes and I'd show her a couple songs and she'd give me you know constructive feedback yeah. like oh that that song's too long or oh this is really good you should make this the chorus that's you know huge. yeah that sort of thing but it was all it was all later you know and when I was in my as an as an adult going back you know it wasn't like we were when your kids like hanging yeah. out on the on the porch or yeah. yeah yeah and right before she passed uh, we all went out there uh, to say goodbye and we brought uh, all of all the cousins and their kids and there's a huge group of people and we had guitars out and we were singing and playing and uh, she has this old vintage tambourine that she's been hauling around since the 60s yeah. and so she got one of her great grandkids and uh, he was off time and just a disaster like trying to shake it and so you know she's sitting there in her recliner shaking it and showing him hey this is the rhythm one two she's you know showing him how it worked and he was watching you know great great grandma or whatever yeah. like shaking the tambourine and and we were all laughing about it but yeah there's i think having that heritage is totally you know super special and something that we were we were able to share later on in life yeah that's that's incredible and, and another thing you touched on that we were kind of talking about off air too but you said you said grandma used to she said she played western she, like there's yeah. two types of music there's country and western she played western yeah and you were saying you describe your music as western too can you can you tell me and the listeners what the difference is the real difference between western and like country music yeah you know the like I was saying earlier, growing up, I didn't really. I knew there was country and that there was western, and it w- at least the way that she told us about it, you know, is geographical. And so for her, if music was coming out of artists and a place uh, out in Tennessee or Texas or those places, you know, that that was country music in its roots. But music coming out of Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, Nevada, that was western music. And so, you know, for her, it was associated with place in you know the geography of of the music and how it grew and the influences of of your surrounding areas and the environment i think and so you know i i had someone ask me early on like well, what type of music do you sing or whatever and i i never really thought about it being anything other than western because yeah. i was like well i'm from idaho therefore it's western <laughs> right. you know um and if I was from Tennessee, I guess it would be country. And if I'm from Texas, it's outlaw country or something, you know, <laughs> like, like there's these, there, you know, but I think that there is, you know, some deeper truth in, in some of those things where the, the landscapes that we grow up in and that we listen to and see on a daily basis do influence the way that we hear rhythm and, and what we pay attention to or prioritize and, um, so in that way, I, I think that, you know, early on, if you, I'm sure you could trace the roots of the music and stuff coming out of Appalachia down in Tennessee. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the the music there is very rooted in those people in that place and time, and that's where it was born. And so now it's maturing into other things, you know. And um, I guess the the root tree that I'm probably the most attached to is the, the Western in that sense. And it, it, definitely, it definitely tracks. I'm going to have you play a song in a minute to explain that to people but you know we were we were talking about that how the landscape influences the music and i we were talking about it in a positive sense i also realized a negative sense of it while you were talking you know like 
those songs that are written in boardrooms by like 10 people and you know yeah, yeah. they yeah. sound like a boardroom yeah, like death by committee sort of <laughs> yeah. thing yeah but even those they sound like those damn yeah. buildings look <laughs> like, yeah like a database yes exactly like yeah. what is it what have if you could go into a computer and write and become a part of a database where yes. it was just yeah yeah lacking humanity right or forcing humanity into like a completely wrong shape yeah it's yeah. so true. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note of what, something that doesn't sound like that, I, we got we made you bring your guitar up here. Do you want to do you want to play a song for the folks and show them what this Western music's all about? We're we're Minnesotan around here, after all. We yeah, sure. I'll play a tune. Right. Um, I'll play a tune. I got this one called uh, "Get Behind World," and I actually wrote it after uh, my grandma passed. Since we're talking about her, and um, she was married a couple times, and I was really close with all of her husbands, and. Uh, you know, they were, were all sitting around kind of talking about regret and conversations that they wish they could have had. And then the time passes and, and just encouraging me as a younger person, you know, kind of in that grandfatherly way of, hey, if you can have a conversation that you want to have, don't wait because there might not be like a tomorrow, you know. Love it. Take it away. I've been looking round corners and coming round bends And watching my back like my big brother said Keep your eyes off the money and away from the girls And you might get ahead in this get-behind world Money's been tight, I can't deny The hunger I feel is turning my eyes Toward all the things that ought to be free Damn the guards that keep them from me Damn the guards that keep them from me It's been 17 years since I was freed But the devil ain't really let go of me When you sell your soul it's hard to make bail Damn the judge and his hammer that fell Damn the judge and his hammer that fell now I'm looking round corners and coming round bends Watching my back like my big brother said Keep your eyes off the money and away from the girls And you might get ahead in this get behind I keep having dreams with an angel of smoke He's carved my name in a book that he wrote And on every page I see your name Damn my anger for bringing you pain Damn my anger for bringing you pain I'm looking round corners and coming round bends And watching my back like my big brother said Keep your eyes off the money and away from the girls And you might get ahead in this get-behind world Keep your eyes off the money and away from the girls And you might get ahead in this get-behind world Oh, you might get ahead in this get-behind world 
Yeah, yeah. dude, that's a beautiful song. Oh, thanks. Man, thank you. Shout shout at Grandma May, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. for for Grandma May and uh, and and her husbands that, uh, yeah, <laughs> that helped influence that's that right. one. Yeah, yeah. We all got family, and they're trying they're trying to tell you something. They all they all. Got, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They all got advice about something. They do. They yeah. Well, we got to take a second and thank some sponsors. But we'll be right back. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more. We're with uh, Caleb Bell Jones. I'm glad you're here in HappyProductions.live. We'll be right back after this. Hi there, this is Cassidy Stum from Move With Cass. Are you looking for workouts you can do from the comfort of your home but don't know where to start? Well, sign up for my monthly subscription on gomovewithcass.com where we have workout programs and an online video library tailored to all experience levels. It's not about burning those calories or earning your meals over here. It's about moving your body in a fun, safe, and healthy way that you can feel good about. Come move with me, Cass, over at gomovewithcass.com. That was a quick one, folks. We're back. I'm glad you're here in Productions.live with Caleb Bell Jones. Caleb, how how did you enjoy the break? You doing? You... Man, that was the best break I've had. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had <laughs> had some time to to catch your breath. Uh, so, what, what was that? Get behind world. We just heard it was. Yeah, yeah. get behind world by Caleb Bell Jones and. We've kind of talked about it a little bit. You've you've played as a sideman for so long, yeah. and like helping other artists. And you're uh, not just do, getting into it, but like just starting to promote yourself as a solo artist. Yeah, right. That fair to say? Totally. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of interesting. I'd never really thought about playing any of my stuff out or promoting my tunes. Um, but last year, I was playing drums in a band called Delete and Repeat with the frontman Deacon Warner, and. Uh, he after band practice he was playing an open mic and was like dude you gotta come hang out let's have a let's have a drink so i went out there and then he introduced me to nick hensley with the minnesota songwriter showcase and they do on uh, wednesdays through most of the year except for the summer um uh Minnesota songwriters get to share original music. They do it at Plums, too, on Sunday nights. And he introduced me and then just said, hey, you have got to play one of your songs. He kind of, like, yeah. pressured me into it. You I'm know, and th- that's what happened. So I played one of my songs, and then um, the opening act for our band that we know we we were on from 10 to 11 or something, yeah. and the guy from 9 to 10 canceled. And so he just put me on the bill, <laughs> told me to come up with an hour of music, and uh, that's what happened. So, yeah, I... I played and i had people come up after the show and you know their the response was really great and like hey are you playing again when you tell me when you're gonna play and i i kind of started to uh think about that and then dean was like yeah you're playing again and so um it's kind of turned into one of those things where i've shared a few songs and people have really responded and asked me that you know to let them know when i'm playing again so i'll send them the hey i'm playing you know people keep coming and so uh yeah but i've have i'm having so much fun telling people the stories behind the songs that I've written and being able to play with other musicians and kind of, it's a totally different thing coming up with a bass line for someone else's song and then trying to, you know, tell people the the stories that have moved you and been really influential enough in your life that you sat down to write a song about it. So, for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's me. So now I'm uh, doing more of, more of that as much as I can and uh, excited to keep playing and sharing the tunes and the stories behind them. Absolutely. Well, speak, speaking of the stories behind the tunes, let's, let's dive into that a little bit because you... You're you're a bit of a, I think Renaissance man might be the phrase I'm going to go with here. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> a bit of a Renaissance fan, and the fact that you play you play bass, you play drums, you know, and then you can frontman a band and, and sing and, and do your own thing. So when it comes to creating Caleb Bell Jones songs, when yeah. you're when you're writing your songs, how what's your process like? And I don't the, I don't mean like what comes first, the words or the music, yeah. right? It's it's like. Do you just walk through the world and you're like, oh, you know, that tree missing a branch is a song. You know, like not necessarily that, but random things spark an idea and then you sit down to create it or what happens? Yeah, you know, I've done it different ways. Like, I think that songs are kind of like, you know, one of those things that, that not not every, you know, at least for, I can speak for myself, you know, not every song kind of is born the same way. For right? sure. Like, so sometimes you'll hear something that you think is hilarious or or you meet somebody like for me it's usually a situation or a character trait or or a really moving story that i heard and i'm like man that is if it's a sad song or if it's beautiful or something that i'm inspired by and it really moves me i'll sit down and go i wonder how i can bottle that you know, moment that i just experienced and other times it's just a funny thing you know like i've got a couple family members that are you know they 
if anything goes wrong, they blame everybody else. You know, or like I have this song um, that's called Love's No Rest. And I was talking to a buddy and he was like, man, he was just convinced. He's like, if I could just get my love life all fixed up and in order, all my problems would go away. And what I, and I was like, dude, your problems are killing your love life. That's what's going on. You got this like totally backwards. It's in the wrong order. Yep. And, you know, I was like, you, even if you, you know, get your love life all sorted, you're still going to be the same miserable person that like a cup half empty, you know? And so yep. I was like, I think that that's a, like, that's a nugget of a song idea. Yeah. You know, this idea that you think this thing is going to, solve your problems but you're the problem it's not it's not gonna, <laughs> you know? yeah you're, you're just gonna ruin somebody else's day they're not making your day better do you yeah. know what i'm saying you're just dragging everybody else down to your shit yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then you're like oh see everyone feels like me it must yeah. it's okay and you're like dude you got this way you got it all backwards <laughs> so yeah so oh, but so yeah. like sometimes i wrote a song like you know and that'll be the nugget of the song or yeah um or I wrote another song, a similar idea, called Some Kind of Trouble, and it's this kind of three, four bar, bar I wrote as a barroom waltz where everybody's kind of could sing along, and, yep. uh, and the, the nugget of that song was a very similar situation where it was just like, everything always goes wrong, and people think, oh, I'm just, I'm unlucky, and it's like, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. you're the problem. Yeah, so, oh. that, but the beautiful songs usually, you know, I, I write lighthearted songs, Sometimes, you know, because you got to yep. keep it light. But, you know, serious stuff, too. You know, I was, had some very moving conversations uh, with people that those conversations opened my mind or my heart in a new where It felt like, oh, th- they just gave me access to part of myself that wasn't there yeah. till they opened my eyes because of the way they said a phrase. Yep. And then it's like the song is me going into this new space that wasn't there before, and it's being influenced by, you know, their their story or what they told me you know so yeah. that happens too so yeah i mean largely you 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 from what i understand you see the song you really you see the world in songs right like and, and i don't mean that in ex- in extreme sense but like things happen or people say things or people do things and you're like yeah there's a song in that yeah like, like it's I, kind of instinctual yeah or i think that like some people journal you yeah. know to metabolize their life you know and i think that for me sometimes i just sit down and i'll i'll sit there and try to encapsulate i think it's part of my you know i metabolize the world around me a little bit through through song cuz sometimes it's easier to think about something in a story or a lyric and kind of go i think this is you know you're you're trying to figure it out and distill it down distill it down and all of a sudden you're like okay this one line in a lyric is kind of that's your it's like you almost like your own bumper sticker yeah. take away from something you experienced you know and uh, for whatever for me, it's always been singing and writing songs, and I do it. I, I mean, I write songs every day. Most of them are terrible and not with a guitar. And they're like, you know, today is a day. I'm so happy today. Yeah, today is a day. That's not and, a bad jingle. It, you you know? can sell that. Yeah, and <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's my song for you know, like most like every day I'm writing some silly. Or I'll be driving, you know, and I see a beautiful flower, and I'll be like, the flower's got five petals, you know, and I'll write make like sing a little ditty about yeah. it on my walk, and then that's it. You know, it's like, you. I think for me, I've just since I was a kid, I've always been singing silly little songs about the world around me so i love it now yeah now you're just an adult singing silly yeah. little that's that's, yeah, that's an right. album title right that's there right. caleb bell jones singing <laughs> yeah. silly little songs yeah, that's right <laughs> that's uh, volume one volume one it's not bad oh good shit so all right so so do you ever like start a song and you think that it's about one thing and it ends up being about something entirely different totally that, that happened pretty oh, frequently yeah, all the time yeah yeah yeah, like I've got this tune called. Uh, it's a duet I wrote between a like it. It's a husband. I always wrote it as a duet, but like I kind of was, you know, thinking about, um, you, like uh, the, this the situation about the song is. I originally started out with this idea of thinking about Eve in the Garden of Eden, and you know, I kind of had this idea of like, oh, I'm gonna write a song about this idea of like, oh, well. You know, this is like a cunning serpent, you know, as the story goes. And she's naked. She's no self, you know, no defense against such a, like, you know, a predator type of thing. And I was like, I'm going to write a song maybe that explores this idea of, like, you know, are we guilty for the things we don't have defenses against, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, That sort of thing. And then that, that was the nugget of the song. But then over time, I had heard these other stories that I was thinking about at the same time for different songs. And then they kind of become they get morphed into one tune or and that that happens all the time um 
yeah, I've, I've got a lot of songs that started out as one thing, and by the time you're, I've had it even where like I delete the last line that I was hanging on to forever because it was the original nugget. Yep. And then I'm like, it doesn't make it, it doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, it's like the seed is different than the fruit is different than the tree. Yeah. You know, it's like eating the fruits, not eating the seed, but it takes both to get there. You know, so it's I think it's kind of one of those. That's a really that's a really good way to put it. That's uh yeah. That I, some some would say poetic. That's a that's a good phrase for it. Uh, you can keep that. <laughs> I'll never remember it enough to get it right. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be like the seed tastes like the fruit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the tree looks like seeds. And people can be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" My friend Caleb told me. <laughs> like this is an Idaho phrase yeah, that I learned. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to do you want to play another song for the sure. people? I mean, yeah. you brought up some kind of trouble, but uh, you can play yeah. anything. Yeah, you want to hear that one? Uh, why not? I'll play that one. You I'll play, play this one. one. This one's a three four i wrote it as a barroom waltz where yeah. it was kind of like in my mind i was thinking you know it's like a bunch of people sitting at a bar and they're all there you know like in, in the great country and western tradition of you know i've got friends in low places yep. and so i kind of was thinking about this the specific person i know but you know that they're always at the bar and it's always some other problem they're they're a repeat offender you know? yeah and i was like i just if it was a music video it'd just be everyone at the bar and you just go line by line. They all got different problems, but then they get together with the chorus and just sing together about how they're all, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it goes like this. Kind of a light-hearted deal. And I reread her parting words in an old Christmas card where my ex-wife explained I better get used to losing if I couldn't give up the game. Opened a check from my employer and read the note that it contained. Thanks for your help, but we don't want it. We need someone who will do it our way. Well, my life's been some kind of trouble. If my life's been something at all, these roads seem so familiar. I think they are roads that I should know. I think they are roads that I should know. Well, I stormed out, out to my Chevy and cranked the ignition with my last key. I should have known from the day I was having the gauge would read full but the tank be empty. So I called up one of my buddies to see if he would give me a lift but he must have blocked my number after i must have busted his lip well my life's been some kind of trouble if my life's been something at all these roads seem so familiar i think they are roads that i should know i think they are roads that I should know Well I must have got drunk late last night and wrote me a message right there on the fridge with five little red letter magnets F-U-S-O-B I got to thinking about that first thing in the morning it's quite a blow coming from me but like the man I was raised to be I picked myself up to get back in the saddle I was too sore from just being me And riding that fence I'm hell-bent to straddle Oh Lord Well my life's been some kind of trouble If my life's been something at all These roads seem so familiar I think they are roads that I should know I think they are roads that I should know I think they are roads that I should know
<laughs> yeah, that's a fun song. I remember that from last yeah. weekend. Now, yeah, yeah, you just go. Everybody's singing. Every- People join in. It's a great barroom tune. Yeah, that's a just great people tune. People swaying back yeah. and forth. Oh, that's gonna be two sheets to the wind. I can't wait to hear that on Caleb Bell Jones sings Silly Little Songs Volume One. Yeah, it's just a guy playing the snare, <laughs> <laughs> just in three, four, just a wall. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's gonna be perfect. Yeah, yeah. So uh, these. These songs, I know we talked off air, but you're you're working on you're working on like the debut Caleb L. Jones solo album. Now, I right? am, yeah, yeah. So you're going into the studio in November. Yep. And do you have a goal release date for that thing, or is you just gonna let it ride? Oh man, that's a that's a good question. Um, I'll I'll probably release it in the spring. Nice, but yeah, and then kind of take it around the summer. You know, yeah. But uh, every every year, or so me and the family band, we put on a. Uh, an annual little music festival out in Idaho, and me and my, you know, we, we did the release party at the, we call it the Blue Run Family Picnic, and it's it's a roster of friends and family that are all making music, and um, so we did the the release party there, and we're gonna do another release party there for my buddy McKinley Wilson and uh, our friends um, Jake and Amanda Tillo that perform as Madrona, and so I don't know, I'll probably do a big shindig for my, you know, all Fun. the get everybody out and play the play the album there. For sure, that'll that'll be a big party. But in terms of the official release, it'll probably be a, you know, we'll probably do something in the cities in the spring and play with full band, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, next summer just tour tour that uh, that album. But yeah, I'm gonna, I I really like the, I, I try to approach songwriting and recording as much as I can in the same you know parallel to what the farmers are doing so uh in the winter and or like the fall i try to write yeah in the winter i try to rehearse and then i record in the winter and then in the spring and summer i play and don't really do too much creative stuff and then once the summer's over i take a break you know celebrate and then go back to that process because living in the north you know the u.s it's the winters are brutal you got to do something and do. in the summer i just want to be outside so i don't want to be sitting at a you know, I don't want to be, be on, you know, in the, in the winter, I want to spend that sitting with my, you know, steno pad and ballpoint pen and writing lyrics. And in the summer, I want to be playing my guitar outside and, yeah, you know, looking out. at other people get sunburned. Yeah, exactly. Do, do so. the, I, I like, I like where your head's at with that. Do the hard work in the winter yeah. and then, you know, yeah. the, the fun part in the summertime. Yeah. yeah exactly. That way you're not resentful of any of it. Yeah. You know? I, I think also it, it helps sometimes as a songwriter, you get this feeling of, I should be writing new songs. I should be writing new songs or, or am I playing my songs out after you've written them? And I think it slows me down to go, no, like this is the season of writing. This yeah. is the season of rehearsal, recording and work. And now I'm just going to enjoy playing these songs. And if I have an idea, I'll throw, you know, a little recording on my phone and then do that. And then by the time fall rolls around, hopefully I have enough stuff that's sitting there waiting for me that yeah. I go, I know I'm going to get to it at a, at this point. And it kind of removes that little tickle on the back of your mind of like, oh, I haven't written a song for, or maybe, you know. So it kind of helps, yeah, keep, slows me down and helps align me with the seasonality of where i've been living and it makes sense and it gives you it gives you time to absorb and kind of let ideas marinate too yeah you know instead of trying to rush stuff out the door like you were saying of just yeah. like writing to write totally. like you're still you're still keeping that muscle occupied enough where you're not it's not going to go dormant on you totally you know? yeah yeah and it's nice to look back you know in the fall or the winter like look back at the year you had and kind of contemplate like man i like look at good memories things you wanted to do differently and sit there and kind of think it's a, it's a good space like that end of the year November through January the you know it's everyone has New Year's resolutions but it, for me I I've, I've been trying to use that as a time to like look back at the year that I just lived make adjustments and then look forward to the year I'm about to have nice. and and just um think thinking through that you know yeah smart smart man I dig it yeah dude. I like, I'm gonna steal that it's <laughs> <laughs> a good move yeah it's great and yeah. it's it's good because a lot of my buddies are doing the same thing and so in the you know the end of the year we're bouncing sending voice memos back and forth through tech. Oh. hey what do you got this check this out check that out that's I got the this most, cool bass line you know that's the most fun when you can do it with yeah. other people that are in the creative process yeah, too dude. instead of feeling like you're just the one that's just harassing people <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know that feeling of like hey I got this idea you got this idea and no, nothing's really coming back dude. and you're like I feel so I feel like such an asshole dude yeah it, <laughs> I and you can get that way where like you're looking for that feedback and uh, it makes a big difference and I I 
a person who's been really influential in my life is that Deacon Warner from um, he's playing for the band called Chicky Rooster now in the cities and uh, but he hosts a monthly songwriter circle and you know there's an email list that goes out and sometimes it's four people sometimes it's 16 people and we go around we share a song you come with three or four everyone gets a chance to share get yeah. feedback ideas flow and and having something to look forward to where you know that you need to have your song shaped enough to play it mm-hmm. so hey i want to show you this idea and sometimes it might just be a melody and a guitar part like hey does anybody have any ideas that way or hey i've got these lyrics i just wanted to read them i don't have any chords yet anything come to mind and having a, a an avenue and i think for me that's about the right amount of time like a month you know because it gives me if i have an idea gives yeah. me four weeks to kind of fool around and by the time i show up to the thing i play one song and get feedback and it kind of scratches that itch of like is this working is it not but it's yeah. not like in front of a live audience they're <laughs> like you suck i hate that song you know that's they, an encouraging minnesota crowd like <laughs> oh, oh man. man i love this was you know no the encouraging yeah. the, the minnesota crowd is more painful when you play a shitty song because they're like yeah yeah, I was like, ah, oh, the tepid applause. This is painful. Yeah, you just want a good boo. Yeah, just a, tell like a low throw something a at low me. Boo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's like when when your parents say they're disappointed instead of mad. Yeah, you know, it's, or the parents like, what do you think about? Well, that wasn't not a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you, uh, oh, you, know you know what I got one time was at a at a songwriter circle. It was at the Taylor James Donsky one okay, where he does yeah. the songwriters in the rounds at three three one. Well, by the end of the night, like I I had a terrible night. And it was <laughs> You're just like, Yeah, I'm not surprised. I've seen it. <laughs> but no. So we got to the end of the night and everyone's going you know, like the end of a songwriter circle, everyone goes around and you're like, Man, that was really cool what you did, that was cool, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. And two people came up to me and they're like, Hey man, I love your uh guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, dude, I've been guilty of being like just complimenting someone's outfit so hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, your boots are so cute with that necklace. So or, nice. Or I cannot. I love your style. Yeah, your style, like you know, like whatever it is. And you're, but I don't know. I I really as a like. To, what do you think? Like, I want someone to hit me with the harshest criticism. Oh, for sure. Like, if yeah. I play a song that doesn't make sense or is awkward or is just, like, be, ac- accidentally, like, an innuendo... Be brutal. I just want them to be, like, just, like, uh... What is, is that song about serial killers? Because <laughs> I'm not getting... I'm not picking up what you... Like, it sounded sweet, but it's too creepy, man. Yeah. Like, that is some weird, I don't know, HBO special stuff. <laughs> is that the name of that song, HBO, HBO special? special? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why'd you re- reference John Wayne Gacy four yeah, times yeah, like, during your uh, love song? Yeah, like... You uh, you listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, don't you, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I got I picked up on that. Yep. You know, and you're, you're like, I want that's what I want because I wanted them to like, dude, that sucked. Yeah, right? just be brutal, <laughs> be brutally honest. You know? Yeah, because then it's like I don't. There's no way to get, you know, you're especially when you're like locked away in your own like mind oh, for too long. And I and I, yeah. I try to I try to share stuff, you know. And luckily, as a, as someone who's been playing in bands. There's a lot of people that I play with that are supportive because yep. they're like, "Oh, that's cool that you're trying to write some of your own songs, man. Like, good for you." And so, and I've played with them, and like, so they're usually pretty cool about like giving me feedback, and that's good, that's not, and um, yeah. But I I do think that as a songwriter, you know, like as I'm I've been writing songs for years in a band context, like helping, right? Yep. Helping write songs. But it's your own stuff. It's totally different. And just having a few people in your life that you can share something with and they'll they'll give you some honest feedback, but it's it's helpful is a huge part of the the way that I weed out bad songs or know yeah. that it's ready or not ready, you know? hundred hundred percent. I think it's such an important part of the process. Like I don't know if you're a Jason Isbell fan or not, but one of his things that he says is like I run everything by my wife because she's a songwriter too. And yeah. He's like, if she tells me it's good, I know it's good enough to move on to the next part of you know whatever I'm going to do with it. Totally. She's like, I don't need Pitchfork to tell me it's good. Like, yeah. He's like, my wife liked it. That is the the gold standard for me. Yeah. And having those types of people in your life because like, you know, your mom is great, but you can't send your, you know you know yeah. like you can't send your mom. Dude. And then everyone has that other friend who like is overly critical about everything and yeah, like you that's true you, you got to find that balance of like the people that you can be like hey just tell me where this sits on things yeah. you know and just knowing who you can trust like you totally said. uh 
you're not going to believe this, Caleb. We're coming up to the end of our hour. Oh, sweet. doesn't it fly by? No, I'm not kicking you out of here or anything. Uh, but I want to squeeze in one more song. Sure. So I just wanted to ask before we get there, because yeah. there's so much we didn't talk about. But do you have any other shows on the books right now that you're that you're playing? Yeah, I'm playing at um, the was it the three 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 eighteen three eighteen cafe. Yeah, yeah, at the end of September. Nice. I think, and um, that'll be on my if. I'll put that on my Instagram when I'm playing. Caleb Bell Jones. There you go. And then uh, I've got, I'm part of a roster of artists. It's like a co-op thing at blueronartist.com. It's brothermade.com either. It's the same website. But yeah, I'll have shows up there too. So I'm playing, I've got a couple shows out in Idaho this summer. But in terms of the cities, yeah, um, I'll probably play a few more gigs. I'm trying to line up some stuff for June and July right now. Love it. But uh, yeah, for sure, it's September uh, in the cities at 318 Cafe. And I'm playing with, the, uh, we're doing a songwriter round up there, which is going to be cool with Delwood and... Grant Glad, <laughs> yeah, maybe, I'll be, uh, maybe we'll see. I might TBD, TBD. Yeah. yeah, so that'll be that'll be a fun show. And then, um, yeah, but I'll play a couple more times for sure. Nice. Uh, and I'll put my stuff up on Instagram and that blueronartist.com. Perfect. Those are the, those are the best places for people to find you. Is the, yeah, I'm, is, I'm, yeah. I'm not like too into the social media space, but I do any show I play, I will post uh, of yeah. obscene amount of. Please come to my show but the week or two before. Yeah, and I try to make the shows fun, man. Like they're like, fun people. Like, yeah. yeah, like I I dress up, you know, in a full outfit and I hand draw a custom t shirt for the event. Whoever wears the coolest outfit to the event, I'll give that away and Do you have a picture of the t shirt that you made last week on your Instagram? No, but there will be soon. There, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like this cat named Dominic came, and he just went all out, and so I gave him the the shirt and and a CD for free, and then this the guy who came and he turned out uh, another guy was wearing a sick belly shirt with a pair of cowboy boots and a jean vet, like he just went over the top, and uh, so I gave him some some free merch too. So usually. Top three prizes get free merch if you come to my show and wear crazy outfits, you know. So we, we joke around, we have a good time. It's not all not all too serious. It is it is a good time, folks. I got to I got to enjoy a Caleb Bell Jones show from the audience. And also speaking of the merch, the merch is top notch because this guy will be selling cowboy boots oh, yeah. <laughs> at the merch booth. Yeah. Whatever is it, it's, it's it's a good time. Come to a Caleb Bell Jones show, follow him on Instagram, uh go to blue roan R O A N artists.com. And follow because he's also we didn't even get into this, but he's producing other artists. A lot of them are out in Idaho, but producing their records and just creating a cool scene. And like I touched on, classical bass player behind the scenes, just you know supporting the community. Finally stepping out into the spotlight a little bit, and the yeah. the arts community is a little bit better for it. So thanks yeah, for doing it, man. Much, yeah. Uh, what uh, What do you want to play for us? I'll play a tune called uh, Eve. All right. To close out. Where is your armor? You can't fight an only skin facing his deception. You ain't gonna win. I know he made you feel okay, if only for a couple days. That he helped you find your land and see a life you could have had. You're crying for an angel Wasting every tear Drowning out a missing voice Ringing in your ears But is there time For you and me To slow down Can we try before the music stops and the past is all we have lived to hold and our stories told. Well, babe, where is your freedom? Are you alone again Or oh, running down amphetamines Ain't no way to win And I know they make you feel 
feel alright If only for a couple nights And warming up out on the town Without her memory around But you're crying for an angel Wasting every tear Drowning out her missing voice Ringing in our ears But is there time For you and me to slow down Can we try Before the music stops The past is all song too man oh thanks uh, dude well thank you thank you for coming up thank you for for doing this and sharing you know sharing you out and stepping out in front of the microphone for for people we appreciate it man. oh i appreciate you guys having yeah. me come out in front of the microphone dude yeah. the the world's a better place for it the yeah, more thanks. the more great art being made the better so i'm excited for the caleb bell jones new album to come out when that comes out definitely let me know send it my way so i can play it on the show and uh get get your ass up here again to promote it so yeah for sure yeah. man i'll all let you know all right dude well we're gonna play the brother may uh, ep in its entirety here this is uh Sweet. brother may with waiting on love anything you want to say about this before we thank sponsors and throw it on oh man this is the family band project i think that you guys are gonna love it we got uh it's my cousin buster brown yeah. as the front man <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cheyenne uh, and me. So that's we got all the Blue Roan artists on there. Uh, so that I think uh, this is one of our first projects we did as a kind of a co-op, and we're we're excited to share. Cool. Here here it is. We're gonna thank sponsors, and then we'll be uh, kicking off with Brother May. You're on Glad You're Here and Happy Productions Live. <laughs> 